Section twenty four of From the Latchkey of My Bookhouse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. From the Latchkey of My Bookhouse. Edited by Olive Bupre Miller. The Origin of the Folk Tales from the very dawn of human history men and women have loved to gather together in hut or castle around the blazing campfire of the savage or the homey hearth of civilization and tell stories thus have arisen among all nations and peoples collections of tales peculiar to each particular folk breathing the very spirit of their individuality and handed down orally from parents to children through generation after generation these are the folk-tales which at their best in their vigour and simplicity their vividness and beauty of imagery the unaffected depth of their pathos and the irresistible drollery of their humour form the largest and best part of children's reading the characteristics that found their expression in the childhood of the human race maintaining an eternal appeal to childhood all down through the ages our best-known stories cinderella jack and the beanstalk sleeping beauty and many others are folk-tales although there had long ago been scattered collections of these tales such as the wonderful arabian nights from the arabian and persian and other oriental sources first brought to the notice of europe in the eighteenth century and the collection of charles perrault made from the french in sixteen ninety seven it was during the nineteenth century that men began to be especially interested in collecting these stories taking them down carefully from the mouths of natives and from them studying the customs and habits of thought even the history of the various peoples most notable among these collections are those made by the grimm brothers in germany and asbjornsen and moore from the norse we have collections of folk-tales however not only from the german and norse the french and english but likewise from the gaelic welsh spanish scotch finnish italian even from the zulus and other african tribes american indians and australian bushmen in fact we have collections from nearly every nation under the sun and most of the savage tribes besides from a careful study of these collections certain very interesting facts appear in the first place in every aryan country that is in every country inhabited by the white race even those separated by the widest stretches of land and sea the incidents plots and characters of the tales are the very same a few incidents common to all being put together in an endless variety of different combinations how has it possibly come about that peoples so far apart so long separated by space so widely different in language and customs as the germans and the hindus for example possess the same household tales everywhere among the aryans we find legends of the ill-treated but ultimately successful younger daughter of which cinderella is a type almost every nation has some version of the cinderella story cinderella herself is french coming to us from the collection of perrault the real english version is the story of catskin in german cinderella is aschimputtel in italian she is cenerentola likewise she appears in norwegian russian hungarian serbian irish and among the tales of any number of other folk beside 
as widespread as the story of the victorious younger daughter is the story of the victorious younger son he is always despised by his elder brothers and yet succeeds at various difficult tasks where the elders fail such stories are boots and his brothers from the norse the flying ship from the russian the golden bird from the german through the mousehole from the czech again everywhere are stories of the wife or daughter of some powerful and evil creature a giant a sea serpent a beast a monster who runs away with the hero to escape from the monster the monster pursues and the fugitives delay him by throwing something behind them a comb that turns into a forest the branch of a tree that becomes a river and so on everywhere too are stories of men that have been turned into beasts by a charm and are rescued by the faithfulness and devotion of some maiden such are beauty and the beast from the french east of the sun and west of the moon from the norse snow-white and rose-red from the german etc beasts birds and fishes are capable of speech as the fox in the golden bird the flounder in the fisherman and his wife even rocks and trees and other inanimate objects are capable of speech as in boots and his brothers and in all this is the element of magic resistance always giving way to the spell of certain rhymes or incantations it is scarcely possible to suppose that the similarity of these stories among so many different peoples can be explained by conscious borrowing that the scotch highlanders for example read russian tales or travelled into russia and so copied russian stories since the common people the peasants who are the guardians of this ancient store of legends in every land read little and travel less more likely it is that long long ago in the dim beginnings of history when the aryan race still lived as a single people they already possessed many of these stories and when they scattered from their original seat to people lands as far distant from each other as ceylon and iceland they bore with them the germ at least of many of their household tales very possible it is too according to mr andrew lang that far back in the unrecorded wanderings of man these stories may have drifted from race to race in his introduction to grimm's household tales mr lang says in the shadowy distance of primitive commerce amber and jade and slaves were carried half across the world by the old trade routes it is said that oriental jade is found in swiss lake dwellings that an african trade cowrie shell money has been discovered deep in a cornish barrow folk-tales might well be scattered abroad in the same manner by merchantmen gossiping over their confires by sidonian mariners chatting in the sounding loggia of an homeric house by the slave dragged from his home and passed from owner to owner across africa or europe by the wife who according to primitive law had to be chosen from an alien clan much of the similarity in household tales may be due to both these explanations the common origin of the aryan race and the unrecorded driftings of commerce yet neither one entirely explains the matter since many non-aryan races possess the same tales and there is much similarity to the european tales in tales of races that have been utterly shut off from communication with the rest of the world the peruvians and the aztecs in mexico for example even the cinderella story is not peculiar to the aryan race the first known version of it is the egyptian story of rhodopis and the little gilded sandals 
the tale of the weak creature who runs away from a powerful and malevolent being casting impediments behind to delay the pursuit of the monster so common in european tales is also particularly widespread in many non-aryan countries among the eskimos a girl marries a whale to visit her her two brothers build a boat of magical speed in their company the girl flees from the whale the whale discovers her flight and gives chase but is detained by various objects which she throws at him until at last she and her brothers escape and the whale is transformed into a piece of whalebone in a samoyed tale two girls are fleeing from a cannibal stepmother they throw first a comb behind them as a mother is almost upon them and that becomes a forest other small objects become rivers and mountains the same kind of feats are performed during flight in a story from madagascar and one from the zulus a hot and taut story tells of a woman's flight from an elephant in japan the hero followed by the loathly lady of hades throws down his comb and it turns into bamboo sprouts which check her approach the most probable explanation of the similarity in various folk-tales that could not possibly be explained by transmission or a common origin seems to be that this is due to the similarity of primitive man's imagination and intellect everywhere no matter how separated by material barriers savages the world over past and present although utterly cut off from all association with each other have invariably shared certain views of life for one thing they draw no hard and fast line between themselves and the animal or inanimate world about them to the simple mind of the savage all things appear to live to be capable of conscious movement and even of speech the sun the moon the stars the very ground on which he walks the clouds storms and lightning are all to him living conscious beings animals have miraculous power and are supposed to be able to protect him as illustrated by the totems of the alaskan indians moreover the savage believes infallibly in magic everywhere we find australians maoris eskimos old english fuegians brazilians samoyeds iroquois and the rest showing faith in certain jugglers or wizards of their tribes they believe that these men can turn themselves or their neighbors into animal shapes that they can move inanimate objects by incantations and perform all the other rigmarole of magic it is most likely therefore that the remarkable similarities in the various folk-tales are chiefly due to the identity of early fancy everywhere they originated undoubtedly while the races were still uncivilized and the unprogressive in each race preserved the old tale while it is probable that those who forged ahead intellectually and acquired culture began to polish and perfect these old tales until they grew gradually into the myths that became the religions of the peoples some of these old folk-tales as has been contended doubtless were told to explain natural phenomena why the sun rose and set how the thunderstorm came what produced the lightning but they were not by any manner of means all designed to do this as some students of folklore have insisted explaining little red riding hood and nearly every other nursery tale as a sun myth those that were an attempt at such explanation usually frankly declare themselves to be so 
for instance the myth of the man who caught the sun and anchored it to the earth is a savage attempt to explain why the sun pursues a regular course through the sky instead of going hither and yon at will and is found not only in the hawaiian but among american indians and new zealanders as well the folk-tales were rather as a whole a natural expression of primitive man's imagination and intellect his views of life his aims and interests without particular purpose or meaning gradually as his life became better ordered and richer in experience his intellect keener and clearer his spirit more refined certain simple moral conceptions began to creep into his tales thus men the world over in lands far far apart began to express a natural love for good temper and courtesy by tales of the good boy or girl who succeeded in enterprises where the bad boy or girl as a punishment for churlishness or disobedience had failed such stories are the twelve months from the bohemian toads and diamonds from the french admiration for steadfastness and devotion began to express itself in stories of the maiden who keeps on through great hardships to free her lover from evil enchantment as in east of the sun and west of the moon and the russian counterpart of the same more and more simple moral and ethical ideals shared by all mankind with no necessity for intercommunion to impart the same the natural expression of man's growth everywhere his higher longings and inner urgings began to form their own stories with a certain similarity among all peoples and no one thing gives a better conception of the universal oneness of human nature the similarity of its line of unfoldment everywhere than a glance over its old folk-tales from the foregoing explanation of the origin of folk-tales it becomes apparent why with so many gems of beauty as various collections possess there still exist side by side with these hideous barbarities crudities and cruelties survivals from the savage days of the story's origin stepmothers designing to eat their children tempting them into chests and letting the lid down to crush in their heads women cooking their stepchildren's hearts to eat them mothers and fathers deserting their own children to die in the woods and it also makes clear why no scientific edition of folk-tales that is a collection made for purely scientific study is fit for children for their use the most careful selection and editing of the old stories is necessary that the truly fine and beautiful may be preserved and the false and gross eliminated as the folk-tales were told by all manner of people throughout generations the story had always to be put in the words of the one who told it thus while he stuck closely to the outline and spirit of the story as it existed everywhere he might vary it slightly to suit his own conception of what was finest and most beautiful in it or omit that which to him was valueless or disfiguring it is thus that all good versions of the folk-tales have been told and it is thus that they are given in my book-house End of section 24 Recording by Mary Selkwee